Welcome to the Cultured Guitarist. My name is Al about that, Al. Al? <laughs> With me as ever is, can't believe he's had a dumber nickname than the last week, Casper. And special Ooh. guest. I'm looking forward to talking to him. Mr. Al Love. That my name is also Al. Alex <laughs> Paul. Robot Graves. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, Casper. Actually, I think I have a button. That's a good, that was, come on, that was a lot of fun. How you doing, Alex? Doing good, guys. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Casper's face is already sour. It's a stellar episode. I have a smile on my face. (laughs) Start with the gems. Yeah, yeah. He he usually leads with the the best of the best. I am a master of uh, nicknames. Thank you very much. I'm also really good at... You just dumped over your own trash can yep. in your own studio. Hey, just stretching out, man. <laughs> <You're> t- <laughs> All right. He, he's just flexing on you that it's his, man. This <laughs> is <just> my place. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. I'll dump my garbage can if I want to. Like a monkey flinging poo around its cage. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's your. All right, it's your zone, buddy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, anyway, Alex. We're stoked to have you on the show. I mean, <clears throat> Alex, we're stoked to have you on the show, buddy. <laughs> um, I, I, I really am. You're, you're one of the guests I've looked forward to the most. So thank you for coming on. Absolutely, guys. That's a, a really bold thing to say. I hope I live up to the uh, stage you've presented me. It's a lowbrow show, man. <laughs> he he says that to everyone. There's no, nothing to live yeah. up to so much as welcome to slumming it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, man. we kick it off by uh, going through just what we've been up to this week. So let's kick it off with Casper. You go for it, buddy. Every time. Every time. Um, I can't think of anything right at the moment other than how much my back hurts and how tired my arms are. So, huh, yeah. Had a big you day. Explain to that. Yeah. Like, um, so uh, we live in Canada, and it gets we uh, do. Yeah, yeah. It gets yeah. cold in this neck of the woods, um, and my house is heated with wood fire. We live in the desert part of Canada. Yeah. Too, like so it gets the hottest part. Well, it still gets flipping cold, and uh, my house is heated with wood fire heat. So today was the first day of probably four. Um, not in a row, thank God, because I don't think I'm going to be able to walk tomorrow. But, um, yeah, the first day of a few that I'm going to have to be collecting firewood. So I probably got, uh, I fell, cut, and moved, I think, probably a cord and a half today into from uh, some property that my parents own out in the, yeah. out in the sticks to, to home. Um, and then there will be more days of that and then more days of splitting and cutting and, and nothing much I'm looking forward to. No, I get it, man. <clears throat> uh, we, we and I'm not our... 20 years old anymore. No, you were not. <laughs> if, you, if you can believe that. You were probably I can... way less ugly when you were. <clears throat> yeah. <Okay. laughs> I'm sorry. <Jeez>. But... <laughs> really Thanks. picking on you today Al? for some reason. It's probably the Robax that's numbing <laughs> my rebuttals, but it's all good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I'm I'll try and calm down here. You are half the reason I drink so much. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yikes. By like so much. I mean like a beer every other day. Yeah. Anyways, what about you, Alex? How's it going? It's going good. Uh, the last week, uh, it's been fall. I live in New England, so fall has kind of gotten into full swing. So it's been a lot of walks with my dog. And then 
the normal workload and then trying to finalize some new designs. So an excess of computer work, which is both great and boring at the same time. Yeah. All right. Fall walks with the pooch. Yeah, you gotta. What kind of dog you got? Damn it. I knew we were going down this road. I oh, knew I, it. Come on, you gotta ask. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta like, put a... Man, we spent like a half hour talking with Aisha Lowe about her dog. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dogs are dogs are tight. Dogs uh, are the best. No, I've got two so dogs, his, dude. His... I love dogs. Yeah, but only like, one yeah, of them's yeah. awesome. Hey. Uh, <laughs> They're both his awesome. name is uh his name's Taco and uh he's a rescue, so he's kind of just a mix of a bunch. He's definitely got some sort of hound in him because he smells things. Uh, pretty intensely, and he's three-legged. So, you have a three-legged dog named Taco. Taco? Yeah, that's amazing. That is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, it's it's one that. of those things where you explain your life, and then you're like, "Am I a meme of some kind that I like live alone and make guitar necks, and I have a three-legged dog? Like, is that a <laughs> is there a joke about I mean, me there's somewhere?" There's an Alice in Chains at, like remake album that like surely you're oh yes yeah ready correct. to be yep. tied in with. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right on. That's that's, that's great, man. <laughs> cool. I also have a hound, and it he likes to bark a lot at Al. Dude, ta- he actually ta- hates Al. I'm sure of it. He does hate me. I don't know. Why. Well, I kind of think I know why. Because you're you, but it, that's it, not. A- <laughs> it's your it's your personality. Yeah, that's what really does you in. No, you know what? I don't know what it is. Like so so this this. Pooch, Theo is his name. Yeah, Theodore, yeah. And Theo came into Casper's life when he and his partner got together and started yep. dating. And, and so Theo came around. And from the very second Theo met me, he just hated me. Mm-hmm. Just nonstop, just really aggressive barking and posturing. And oh. and usually animals really take to me. I'm a very. And, and usually like, he's a sweetheart. And yeah, but he hates me for some nope. reason. <laughs> yeah, with the, yeah, with the fury. With like, the, yeah. Big, a lot of that big fury. So he actually like when I come over to like do a podcast episode, he has to be locked in another room because he loses his mind. Yep. And I feel bad yeah, about maybe, it. But, uh, maybe it's your pure alpha energy that you're you know you exert I, over him, and he's like, "Yo, this is no, my domicile, man." No, that's Me and not my it. alpha energy. I've actually been called uh, oh, um, a beta cuck. That's what there it you is. go. That's what I, I was like. I know what you're gonna say. I've been I don't called that say. several times in the last few weeks, which is just one of those things. It's like. If you live in a world where that is an insult, <laughs> your life is way more sad than whatever you think that means to call me that. I, the, it's it's a it's, it's a, a terrible world with about that. I know. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna move on from that. Uh, this week, what have I been up to this week, Casper? Hey, do you remember? Al, what, what have you been, been up to this week? week? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I don't know. You left your jazz master here, and I didn't I even did. touch it. No, you didn't. I, I mean, feel bad about it, but dude, I haven't been in this room. That's all okay. Week. I'll you can keep it for another while longer, because you. you know you, you need some time with that that bridge to experiment with the descendant tremolo. This Ooh, week, nice choice. You were saying you were playing the SG today. I was playing the SG. Yeah, my repaired, my recently repaired SG. The first ever headstock repair I've ever done. What year? Uh 2003. Okay, cool. <laughs> were you worried it was going to be one of the teens? <laughs> it was like 2015. Oh, why'd you even fix it? No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's just to like it, it was just to put the image in my head of like what it's like. Ah, okay. It's a 2003 SG standard and it's a natural burst. Natural burst. Very nice. pretty guitar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. it generally plays very well. It's 
probably the best playing guitar I've personally feel it's the best playing guitar I've ever touched. But uh, after the headstock repair, I just haven't dialed in the setup on it yet. It doesn't play horribly, but it's one of mm-hmm. those things where it's like if you've been driving a Ferrari around, yeah, and mm-hmm. then you get into a minivan, it's the, no matter how great the minivan drives, you're going to be kind of like, eh, <laughs> this is a little bit. Mm. So which one's the Ferrari? Excuse me, sir. Well, I'm just under- understanding what the analogy. The analogy is right now. The the Ferrari is in this analogy is the Jazzmaster. The, 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 no, the Jazzmaster. Is, what are you on glue? Like <laughs> we're talking setups here. The, the no. previous setup on the SG was a Ferrari. Gotcha. Right oh, now okay. It's the analogy van. makes yes, yeah. yes. That the, the analogy made sense the whole time. You're just no, not really painkillers and tired. Been, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> you lump. Um, <laughs> I understand the reference now. The other thing I've been up to this week is I can't. I, I stumbled across a guitar making brand that I I don't know if they're any good. I don't know if they're bad. I just know I am dying to get my paws on one. Mm. Uh, I stumbled across a thing that I'm actually dying to get my paws on too this week. So many jokes, but continue. <laughs> Guitar related. It's it's a guitar. Damn it! <laughs> While you look it up, yeah. I actually would really like to get my hands on uh, one, many, or all of the three series pedals from JHS. Those are really intriguing, simple, okay, system that I would really like to give give a, a whirl because I think it's kind of intriguing to have. Super simple three knob, one switch, one toggle pedals in the exact same format, all doing different things. I'm, uh, I'd like to take a spin around I those. Guess, you know, I gotta be honest. I those, I'm sure they're fine pedals. I'm not super turned on by them. Uh, see, that's the thing is, I am. They all look identical. I love it. See, I, uh, to me, it's it's. I don't know. You know what? I can't make any judgment on them because I haven't touched a single one of them. Yeah, yeah. But it feels like JHS is making the transition from being a boutique pedal company to being a mass pedal company. See, that's weird. Which is a, which because is a process I thought they've this, been kind of in for a few years now. I thought this was a super kind of like, in, like intriguing way for a boutique maker to make something not particularly boutique but still boutique. No, I think I don't even think Josh would call his stuff boutique anymore because boutique, by its very nature, is like is very. I, I, I understand what you mean, but at the same time, it's he's a very big pedal company yes. that everybody's aware of. Everybody has everybody that likes something that either is vintage that they've remade or whatever. JHS is a kind of a go to for a lot of people, and I think that this new line is an interesting take on simple. No flash, no art, no nothing but just guitar effects that I think if, and then you could just literally line up a board end to end and have a sampling of each effect okay. in each, in That's each room. Why is that interesting? I think it's cool because okay. it's totally why simple. why aren't you fascinated with Boss? <laughs> yeah, like, okay, 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 so I'll, this is also, why. Okay, go also, ahead, Alex. It sounds, yeah. like it, it sounds like you're describing the old line of JHS. Like, what you've described to me, I haven't <laughs> seen what you're talking about, but you're like, when they were just like, oh, it's a pedal, and it's like, yeah, it has a black clip art image of a piece of cheese on it. And they're like, yeah, that's the pedal. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what that means. 
Okay. So basically you, what they've done is created an all-white box with the same colored knobs on every box. It's yeah. It's got three knobs, one toggle switch, and a foot switch. And each of those pedals does is a different effect. Yeah, there's, there's, like, there's, seven there's of not them or two distortions, there's just distortion. A distortion. And it's called distortion. Yeah, and overdrive, wait, 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 wait. and tremolo, and phaser, and flanger, and it's just like one... If you give it a quick search, it's like super bland, nothing looking fancy, but it is probably really decent effects they're not expensive they're a hundred bucks i get like and i get that that's the that's what the the plan for the line was was to be uh, a budget yeah you know option from jhs that flirts I, I think it's to flirt with the idea of boutique but not be at boutique prices or i, I don't know i'm gonna try i'm em. intrigued by it. i'm gonna I'm try so i'm, I'm I, I will too for me, a big part of what I love about where we're at with the pedal world is how cool the artwork is and how everybody's putting their own unique thing on it and voice on the artwork as well as the guts. Yeah. And for me, this is just like, um, this is almost the opposite. It's, it's, See, it's still, funny it's still in JHS's style because Josh's style is like, it, that guy loves white. Yeah. More than, I have. So do you. I'll give you my take on it. I'm looking at them now. Excellent. Okay. My thought is one, the art actually reminds me of um, the night. What is that? 1984. What is <laughs> okay. that pedal? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 is that the pedal? It's 1984 inventions. Yes. Inventions yeah. where his art is super clean, super minimal. And I feel like it's trying to go for that look. But, you know, his, you know, his version of it. But, like, all you have for art right here is a font, right, instead of right, yeah. instead of artwork. So I can feel you on that, but it's a clean white box. Now, what I thought you were describing is unlabeled knobs, unlabeled effect, no, and no. you buy one and you get a random, oh. no idea what's oh my in gosh, the box. That, that I would be great. so into. <laughs> Right, that that sounds like it would sell. That's I was amazing. Like, Somebody do that. <laughs> so, Josh, take all the art off the pedals and off just the pedal. just yeah. take it off. Take I it will off. You don't know what they any... do. <laughs> yeah, I will be there. I will subscribe to that monthly pedal club. That's yep, actually right. That's not a bad plan. Somebody out there's probably doing. Oh, yep. you know what? Um, oh, what is the? They make the Hauntaun. Um pedal company i forget their stinking name uh it's a it's a hauntaun is a it's a clon style drive okay um with obviously <laughs> on with tauntaun legs uh, for, on the pedal artwork it's amazing okay, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Idi okay. idiot box effects idiot box effects okay as okay. a like yep. a subscription monthly you get what you get pedal thing that's they cool. used to yeah that's cool see um Anyway, yeah, I I don't know the three series. It the the initial stuff just kind of like, hey, but I gotta be honest, I love Josh's passion for pedals, mm-hmm. and and how he's really opening people's eyes to the history of it and stuff like that. I learn a ton from the mm-hmm. JHS pedal show. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the JHS pedals themselves don't turn me on a ton. There's a couple that I really would love to get my paws on. Um. But for the most part, I'm not really into them. Right. So the three series I, for me was just kind of like, eh. Uh, see, but I'm intrigued to know what this is. Trying to keep in this model, this stomp scenario, like this layout, this arrangement, 
for each effect. I know that, like, you could make this more and less. Like, a three-knob delay could easily be a four- or five-knob delay, but what is what is this one? You know, what is the... You know the reverb, the three three knob reverb. What is that? What is he sacrificing? What is he not he's giving not us? He's sacrificing anything. He's yeah. just making basic circuits. I, like I, these are the most basic. Yeah, it, of those. no, sucks. I'm not. I'm not arguing that they're basic. All right. What I'm arguing. Well, I'm not even arguing. But what I'm trying well, to. You're say, arguing now. Would you shut up? <laughs> no. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is like, what are these each pedal doing? Like. I just am, am intrigued by the simplicity of the obvious simplicity of a three knob any pedal, and what does each of them do? And wait how. till I tell you. Wait till I tell you about the Proco Rat, man. <laughs> <laughs> the what? <laughs> There's a cable version. It's amazing. Oh my god! I just you know. Okay, fine. Make fun of me all you like. Whatever. It was just. It was just a prime. <laughs> But I did, I, I mean, I'm not going to disparage anybody being interested in these things. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not going to judge the pedals. I haven't touched a single one of them. Yeah. Um, it, my interest in them is, is not super high. I, it's one of those things where like, if I get a chance to play them, of course I'm going to play them. I'll, you know what? And if, if they were, if they're simple and poop, then so be it. I don't think they'll be poop. I, I don't think so either. I think they're going to be a decent pedal. Like, yeah. You know, I I, I guess I don't guess, think yeah. that they are the Amazon DIY kits that are total garbage. Like, can <laughs> be total garbage. You know garbage. what I love like about JHS just... is is most of their pedals up until this series have been recreations of circuits that you can't get anywhere else anymore. They're, right, they're gone. These aren't or, that. Well, that's kind of what the thing I am into about them, though. And these is, is just, but these, you're not into them. Kate, oh my gosh, you are twisting things, sir. I'm not super into JHS. It's not, but the thing, uh, one of the things I like that they do is they do that. So if you're into mm-hmm. these old circuits and you want some of them, mm-hmm. they're a good source of it. And I would like to get a Bonsai, for example, from mm-hmm. JHS. Um, or the Angry Driver. Or the, yeah, you know, you know the, the, like the one they did with Boss. Yeah, I like, I like that pedal. I like the uh, um, Angry Charlie, you know, it's a, it, which is in the Angry Driver. Um, the this lineup seems to me like they're just mass producing the build your own pedal kits. To be honest, hmm. I, that's what I that's that's what it looks like. It, my my opinion on JHS is is very similar, but I don't. I guess I didn't see it the same way you did. Where I'm like, I feel like they don't they haven't produced much stuff. Like they don't produce anything. They just make stuff that you wish you had on a budget, but like, you know, like, okay, so here's a Tumnus or what I think is what they call it. Is that what they call their yeah, that's clone, true. their clone, their clone clone? Do they still yeah, make it's that? Like, I thought they, yeah, no, I think so. They, okay. So, so far, as far as I know, any company that has even asked them to stop making it, they don't care. They just make them. Well, so I, I thought, um, did they stop making Bill, the cheese is it, box? Is it Bill Finnegan? The clon, the guy, the guy who the cloned, cloned, yes. I thought, like, when he was gonna, like, the the agreement he made with Josh, and I, and to my understanding, he honored it. That Josh was making some pedal, that was the exact circuit. Mm-hmm. And Finnegan was like, "I'm gonna start making these again. Can you please stop?" And I, th- and I was, to my understanding, he did. 
Um, yeah, he he may have. Uh, it's it's. I know that there was a huge. I mean, the last time I looked up JHS was when the Big Cheese uh, thing was happening. Right. And Big Cheese was like the guys who made it were like, stop, please. And as far as I knew, it was continuing to go. But it could be. Um, Isn't that just recently he released that? Yes, that was very recently. So I, I don't know. Uh, I hadn't heard anything about this. This is juicy gossip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pedal world has a lot of gossip. Um, no, he has the the, the Morning Glory uh, 4 is, is uh, still available. I could buy it right now on their website or find a retailer, it says. But it's not discontinued. Morning Glory version four, and is is that a is that a clone? I thought I didn't think it was an exact clone. Uh, I mean, not that it matters. Clone yeah. clones are the that gate has been yeah. left wide open. It's, yeah. Yeah. So that that's like one of those things where like that's I but I do appreciate them the the I think the biggest contribution they had of things that I would want to get is that um that the color box the preamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one that interests me quite a bit as well. I just put way too much honey in my tea. I noticed that. You put like a scoop of honey I was trying and then to be like fast. a trickle of tea. I was like, bro, I was trying to be fast. You should probably so put a little yeah. more tea no, in there. I know. I'm going to have to drink it down. It's going to be a little syrupy. Um, but I, I will I will say to when you were saying that like it's circuits that you can't get anymore, I think there is something honorable about being like, okay, JHS really doesn't charge much for what they're providing. So there is, you know, like that other side of that coin of being like, okay, they don't produce new things. They're just producing things that already were produced. You just can't get them. It's like if somebody were to release an old VW bug that was like the 60s bug, you'd be like, well, why don't you get the new Volkswagen one? It's like, well, that one looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want it. And it's like, can you really blame them for doing it? It's just one of those things yeah. where it's like, uh, it's in, the pedal politics are super weird of like, when is a clone allowed versus not allowed? And it gets very much into this optics of like cloning a 1984 inventions is kind of a not cool move. And people are like, well, it's just a rat. And if you look at the schematic side by sides, the only thing similar is it's the same chip. The entire circuit's different. We've been saying 1984 inventions, 1981 inventions. The same 1981. Thing. I knew it was a different number. Yeah, I was, was like, 1984 is the book. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I, but um, no, I, I I see what you're saying, and you're right. Like I, you know, um, Sean from Lollygagger Effects added me to a, a pedal group Discord a while back, and uh, I don't spend a whole lot of time in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, it's one of the most like everybody's very supportive of each other things, and 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 it's a it's a really cool group to occasionally just get a glimpse in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot to contribute because I don't you know I don't know anything about pedal building, but I'm in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but every once in a while, there you know, a little kerfuffle or some drama kicks up, and it's usually from an outside thing. There's, yeah, um, one one guy just really went off the reservation with uh, really attacking a certain group of people, and that just became yeah, a yep. whole big thread in this. Are you Discord. talking about the league? Sorry, the the Discord, the league, the I don't remember the name of the group to be honest. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. <laughs> 
Um, it's semi-secret, apparently. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's it's a, a couple. Thing of, Al has the memory of a fish. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, you couldn't get in there without an invitation to the group. It's yeah. not, you know. Yeah, there's there's a a group I'm in that's kind of uh, similar, or if not the same one you're describing, where it's it's, it's nice likely, because it's. Yeah. It's the closest thing I have to coworkers, so it's nice that I can like vent about a customer doing X, Y, or Z, and be like, "Isn't this, you know, doesn't this ruffle your feathers?" And they're like, "My feathers are thoroughly ruffled," and I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> thank you for ruffling your yeah, feathers for me." <laughs> I will say, pedal building nerds have an amazing sense of humor, yeah. and it is a fun side of them to see. Uh, okay. I'm going to go way, way, way back on the rewind button here. So the three series okay. is cool. We're going to check it out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I, do, I do, forgot do, where we started. Do go. We didn't even start there. That's the funny thing. No, no. I You were looking something up about yes. a guitar maker and, and I've I, got you it. were taking forever. So, <laughs> But yeah, the three series, do go check out the three series. Make up your own mind. Who cares what I think? Go make up your own mind. That's what this is. Um, you know, it's, uh, I'm not here to tell you what to play and not to play. I give my opinions. You can ignore them. That's fine. And I do. Uh, yeah. Well, and look, <laughs> look at the crap in this room because of that. I do. <laughs> I do on purpose, in spite of you. Kidding. <laughs> like got the, some really nice the stuff. Crap in this? And a bunch of the Man, gear in here is mine too. I did just kick over my garbage can. You know whose room <laughs> <Yeah>. this is? <laughs> um, Guitar building. Okay. So back to what was going on with me this week. I Man. found very, very recently a brand called Brian Guitars. Brian. Brian. Cool. Don't type Brian's guitars. That'll take you to a guitar shop that loves PRS, um, <laughs> which is not Al's thing. Well, <laughs> I I just had a hard time finding this guitar brand again because I kept running into Brian's guitars, mm-hmm. and that's why I said that. Uh, but it's very specifically Brian guitars, and I think their uh, Instagram is Brian dot guitars. I'm going to confirm that for you while we're talking. But uh, why they caught my eye and why they fascinated me? Yeah, Brian Dot Guitars on Instagram. They are liquid filled. Oh, interesting. They're clear plexiglass bodies filled with colored liquid of your color choice, and you can change the liquid color. What? Let's see this. That seems very specific. (laughs) It is very. And uh, one of. The reason I stumbled across them is because there was a sponsored Instagram post, and I don't usually click on them because I hate sponsored mm. posts. But there was a sponsored Instagram post, and they're growing their brand. They're just getting their Instagram going. They're, they're very few followers, like 60 followers or something like that when I found them. Um, so, you know, you do what you got to do. You're starting up a business. That's fine. Uh, but the post I clicked on was like, LEDs coming soon. So they're going to have light-up, liquid-filled guitars. Interesting. Which is, Interesting. I'm just like... Huh, and they've got three ranges. One's like a budget range, one's an intermediate range, one's a top-of-the-line range, like Seymour Duncan pickups and stuff. I am so intrigued by this. I want to get my hands on one real badly. Um, for uh, Just to clarify, it's not the regular B-R-I-A-N. Brian, B-R-Y-A-N. it's B-R-Y. That's what I was like. I'm not, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's yeah, B-R-Y-A-N dot guitars. Ah, okay. see. <laughs> And so this uh, is like a fish tank that is a guitar. Yeah. So kinda. what what intrigues you about this? Well, okay. So way back in the, in the early 2010s, mm-hmm. um, I was I had started with a friend a custom guitar business. Okay. And uh, we built a, a small handful of guitars, and we made very 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 little money. And then we realized, 
all right, either we really got to commit to this and invest in a little bit of a specific tool set uh, to be yep. able to commit to this and actually like start making some money at this. But you know, that money's not really technically going to be any profit for a bit. Cause it's going to be like paying off the machining. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Or we walk away and this just becomes a hobby. And at the time, I, I think we were both just not ready to commit to something like that. So we, we walked away. Um, I did. I did that decision literally February of this year. That ex exactly what you just described is what I did February. Oh, wow. It's, it's a big decision. Um, yep. And in that time when we were still doing custom builds, I had a guy who wanted me to build him a guitar uh, with a big clear. He wanted a, a crush soda themed guitar, the pink one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, um, cream soda cream soda yeah and he and uh i was vaguely aware of other people had made these liquid filled guitars i know kirk hammett has one the fender custom yep. shop made one for a prize giveaway years ago um so it was a concept that i'd seen existed and i was like well okay what if i took and cut out this huge upper part of the body and put plexiglass on two sides of it and then filled it with you know those like little lava yeah amp type things although not the lava but the like the ocean on the desktop things <laughs> yeah it's like a water oil, oil. Water. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i was like what if we did that with pink liquid and stuff so and then that was right around the time we shut down the the brand and uh, so that guitar never got made but I, it's always been in the back of my mind like it'd be kind of fun to make one of those or have one of those and um so then i stumbled across this and i was really just like huh <laughs> So I'm really, and I've already messaged them. I'm going to see if I can get them on the show because I'm just so wow. intrigued by this. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so <laughs> very interested in this clear. Not it, even it, just clear. They're colored. It literally is the concept you were just talking about. It's like a water and oil. Yeah. Like mix. I think it's just, a, is it water and oil or is, do they have just an empty space where it's just not filled I all think the way? Have, and these it's just... ones I think have an empty space where they don't fill it, but the, the wave maker things I was talking about, that's a water. And yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm thinking actually, I'm looking at one right now that's three different colors. So it's gotta be three different types of liquid. Yeah. Usually liquid. one of them is water. One of them is like paraffin oil. Um, cause they won't mix. They stay yeah, yeah. separated. Um, I imagine if there's three, there's, they've got another type of liquid. Yeah. There's something mix. lighter. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. So, yeah. Ryan guitars. Huh. Yeah. So <laughs> these guys, and these guys, uh, their website, uh, at least the mobile version of their website is a little rough. Um, I don't know what it's looking like on your laptop there, buddy. But uh, so I tried reading a little bit of their about section and I didn't really get far into it. But uh, was I supposed to? They've been, no, you don't have to get into it. We don't need it. This is, this is not, <laughs> I'm not their show. We'll get in, we'll get them on the show sometime. Some other time. But, the, <laughs> but I guess they, they've been sort of tinkering with the, this idea since like the 80s. <laughs> so, anyway, that's, that's a, uh, yeah, I thought that was really interesting in it. And I just really was excited by that. They might be crappy guitars, but it's a cool concept. And the fact that they've delivered it to the point of like, you can actually pre order these things is like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, let's get into it. Alex, my man, we've spent a Yo. heck of a long time uh, technically still talking about what we've been up to this week. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it, I mean, I liked it, man. I, I liked <laughs> digging into some of that stuff. It's the more you know, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So you've kind of alluded to a one big life change you made in February, but, you know, let's get to that a little later in the story. But let's start sure. out like all true superhero stories with the origin story. And uh, let's, how did you... Tell us your origin story in this, man. How'd you do this? 
Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's kind of a long story, but I'll try to chop it into as small, digestible pieces. Well, um, and maybe for, I, for just to start off for our listeners, what do you what, do? What do I do? Okay, I, so I run a company called Robot Graves Industries, and that sounds like I have employees. I don't. It's just me uh, <laughs> in my workshop. Uh, so it's just me in my workshop, and I make aluminum guitar necks and uh, starting to make other stuff. I used to make pedals. Um, I've made a bunch of different guitar stuff, and I kind of just like – I think the best way I've described or think about what I do is I like giving artists new paintbrushes. It's just the artists I like working with are musicians, not painters. So I really enjoy the experience of somebody talking about um, like th me being able to facilitate their creative process and just being part of their art with them. Um, so how I started, rewind, I don't know how many years, maybe a decade or so, um, I used to play shows with John Snyder um, who runs electronic audio experiments now. Mm -hmm. um, back then, um, I was a dummy, and he was a slightly smarter dummy. And um, he made a pedal on his own, and I asked him about it because I had wanted to do that, and I just had been afraid of it. So he made a super hard-on clone from ZVEX, and I was like, I need to make one of those. So I made a super hard – I made a super-duper two-in-one and a um, looper, like, you know, one of the pedal loopers, so you could put a looper in the chain. Yep. Um, so I made that into one, a three-pedal box, and that was, like, the first thing I made. Um, and even before that, in high school, I tried making pedals, and I didn't really understand what I was doing. Um, it was like, oh, man, there's parts? I thought you just kind of stuck knobs on it. So um, <laughs> it, it got to, like... Oh, if only... <laughs> yeah, so this was like post-college, and I kind of understood a, a lot more about what was going on. Um, and so it kind of evolved from there. Then I made my first amp um, with a Sierra Tone kit, and it didn't work when I turned it on, and I had to do hours of diagnosis and figure out how that was working. Um, and I got that to work, and I repaired it, and I eventually brought it to a meeting with black market custom, which was a custom cab company in mass, um, Massachusetts. And I started working with them to help them build amps. Um, and we released an amp, uh, that was basically a high watt, but had a, um, couple of minor adjustments and a half volume switch to like, make a high watt that's digestible and like basically attenuated the master volume. So it was just a, a digestible high watt that you could actually use as opposed to just <laughs> completely decimating the decibel level of a venue. I have a, I have a, my friend Judd who is a fanatic. For oh, he's going to be so amps. stoked that you said you mentioned him on the show. He, he will. Be, yeah. yeah. He's going to be so jazzed <laughs> he, if he listens to it. He doesn't listen to every episode, but he's, he's a bit, he's been a good supporter. Um, and mm -hmm. he was obsessed with high watts, and he's uh, and Morris amps. He's been a huge Morris fan as well. Um, and yeah, that was the one thing I couldn't get behind with with his obsession with high watt amps is just I've never touched the high watt that wasn't beyond unpractically loud. Yeah, yeah. that's that's it. The, the to me the way that they sound 
is so good, but they are impractically loud, especially if people are like, yeah, what the hell's a master volume? You want to bla- like blast that thing. And I'm like, dude, I'm not in the who. I know I'm not in the who. So, yeah. Well, I mean, and to Hiawas' defense, the era that they were made, that they really made their name in, you know, as Sound City Hiawas and stuff, like that was an era where PA systems were essentially hopes and dreams. And Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 No, you were the PA. Yeah, no, for, for sure. And I, I mean... I made a bunch of them and I got to deliver one to uh, the band brand new while they were playing a show in. um, I don't even know the town in New York, but it's a it's they were playing at a brewery in this big they're playing a two day long show. So like they played one night and then played again the next night with like different sets and different doing different styles of the same songs or whatever. And uh, it was this crazy show and I brought the head there. And on an outdoor stage through a 212 angle cab, maxed volume, I'm like, it's still kind of quiet, but it's all about the stage setting. I'm used to hearing them in a closed, right. you know, 200 square foot room um, or, you know, like a local venue. Hearing it on, you know, what is like a top end stage is like, oh, no, yeah, master volume doesn't even matter here. They don't care. So. Um, it's all about the situation, but yeah, that, so that's where I, I went with that. Um, and I was working with that company and I was very excited about that. And then that company's basically one of the owners left to go work a different job that was more lucrative. The other owner kind of gave up after that happened and it just dwindled into nothing. So oh, that's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. I mean, but that's kind of how I learned a lot about a little bit about the music industry. That's how I went to Nam and met Sasha Dunable there, which was, you know, kind of an, uh, comes in later in the story. And that's how I, uh, learned how to talk with people, um, in music groups. And I just learned a lot from being in that company. So then that fell apart. So I started making my own pedals in the meantime. And I released a couple, I did a, um, if you've ever heard of Beavis audio research, he did a rat clone with every possible knob in it called the four knob rat, which is he abbreviated to four KR, which looks like a swear. So that's delightful. Um, (laughs) But what is it it with that's not, there's like that whole, there's like 10% of all pedal makers in the universe make their pedals really cheeky names that you're afraid to say in front of your mom <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> or yep. on a podcast. Mom, yeah. I got myself a big <laughs> yep. fuzz yep. pedal. <laughs> yep. uh, but yeah, so I started making those and I made, um, I basically made a clone of the Beavis version of the Proco rat. And I made a couple of those. And then I did a, um, a, like a, low ND reverb so like a dark reverb i guess um and i had some fun making those pedals and meanwhile i was kind of researching this aluminum guitar thing and first i had a guy to do the cam and a guy to do the cad and a company lined up to do the machining and then each one of those slowly fell apart until it was kind of just me doing everything um so it took a year to get the first prototype and um, Bastin of Bastin Guitars helped me out. He makes aluminum guitar necks, but he makes like four a year. So 
it all started from me trying to buy one from him, but he wouldn't answer my messages. So I <laughs> decided to make them. Uh, so it's kind of his fault. Um, yeah. So he wouldn't, it was two companies at the time. It was him and he wouldn't answer my messages and it was EGC and their FAQ said that they won't make them. So no one was making them as far as I could tell. Um, and I wanted one. So I ended up making a couple, I made three and I was like, should I launch a thing? And I asked a Facebook group and that's where I had met Sasha Dunnable before. And he knew that I made quality stuff. And he was like, if you make some, I'm going to buy some. So I launched like Which a 20 pretty darn cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool that he, so like my company is basically owed to Bastin being both stubborn at answering messages and willing. Cause he made the first run with his machinist for me. So I sent over my stuff and they machined them. Um, so I owe that part to him being able to machine them. And I owe the other part to Dunnable cause I launched 20 pre-orders and Dunnable bought 10 of them. So like half of them were just gone out the gate and the other 10 were gone that weekend. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing 20 orders. Um, and that's where it kind of started. And then it's been three years since then. Um, the first year I did it while maintaining a full-time job. The second year I quit my full-time job and tried doing them using uh, a new machine shop that was significantly cheaper and still couldn't um, make money as you described. And now this year I did that, like go all in, spend all my savings, buy my own machines and uh, start doing it just in my own um workshop so everything is basically done in-house i pull in raw aluminum and i shove out a guitar neck cool so you went the opposite way though in what respect in the uh, um the uh venture al was involved in went eh, we're gonna walk away and you went no nah, i'm going yes all in. exactly okay, exactly cool. you were you were like it, it's time to either uh double down or um give up and i yeah i was like i'm gonna double down because i i can't i'm young enough that it felt like i would just be sitting around and going like what if and i, I don't dude, like, i think it's awesome that you're yeah that you went in. i mean not just because you know i obviously love what you're doing but i love that you you're not going to wonder what if like that that is something i think about like oh what if we'd been able to stick with it because at the time i was going through a divorce and just had a lot going on yeah that is literally the worst thing i you i was like what are you gonna say and you said one of the lowest down moments of like your life oh yeah no it was horrible like i i I was in the middle of a divorce i was also like how's my self-confidence pretty low yeah <laughs> it was, probably, it pretty low. I should, also, I should my, probably double down on my business right now my money was obliterated and yeah. it like i'd also been left a substantial amount of debt from that yeah um so it wasn't like there wasn't there was no assets to put into a business it was just yeah it was divorce a huge money pit as well as like i think around that time not to get too depressing but this was either Shortly before, shortly after, uh, I, I survived a suicide attempt. So it was just like it was the wrong time to maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe take on the that stress much more of stress, a new yeah. business. 
Um, yeah, and and you know, if I'd done that, I wow, I wouldn't be doing this show. The right thing, but it was still like, I wonder what it'd be like to be that guy who'd stuck with it. So, yeah, no, it's it's um, it's just funny because like uh, it's just sounded so much like what I had just you know done in in February and uh, yeah, it's similar. I I got um a book recommendation from somebody that was um the e-myth like the entrepreneurial myth and they told a story in there of like somebody working like 80 hours a week and not getting anywhere not making any money and um being like okay i'll just work harder and you just like start failing and things start falling through the cracks and you're not making any money and i was like man this sounds really weirdly similar and it's making me uncomfortable <laughs> so, yeah i mean it's it's crazy because like you'll realize, I guess when I listen to other people do entrepreneurial talks or talking about starting a business, a lot of people go through the same thing and they, it feels unique to you, but it's very much like, nope, everyone has gone through that moment of being like, is this actually a smart decision or am I just making money off people's good graces and eventually they'll run out and it's eventually... It's a risk, right? It's it's yeah. It's it's a risk, and even if it is a smart plan, and you have a great business and it thrives, yeah, something could happen. Yep. <laughs> There's no oh, guarantees yeah. in life, right? It's it's yep. always in uh, in November. I had a hernia, and uh, I had to get surgery for it, and I couldn't work for you know two or three weeks, and uh, yeah, it was it sucked, and um, I had a like customers messaging me and they're like, Hey, I uh, just wanted to call in and check up on my order. And I'm like, Hey man, uh, I'm currently laid up in bed. So I don't have an ETA. I'm sorry. And it's just, it sucks. And it is what it is. We do the best we can. And that's yeah. all yeah. you can do. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully I hope your customers were understanding. I'm sure most of them were. Mm. It is like 99% of my customers um, never message me about like updates on their order. They, you know, social media does a pretty good job of, of, you know, just kind of keeping that, the story yeah. in for people. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've, um, just like a, how I personally feel about my company is that I like to talk <laughs> about the, are you hearing my dog drink? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it took me a bit to figure it out, but it was the slurping sound. I was like, oh, it's the dog and the collar that I'm hearing. Because I was like, um, yeah, somebody playing with keys? I thought it was you, actually. <laughs> oh, you thought it was um, me? Yeah, I, I, just drink, I drink my water with my tongue directly. No, I, no, I thought it was here Al. here to judge, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Al does. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but the, uh, the um, no, I've always had this, like, um, personal feeling about like and people talk about it about social media about being like very all you see is the good stuff all you see is happiness all you see is people's like success stories and you don't see their failures oh it's that's probably my biggest gripe with social media it is a curated yeah. view of people's lives it, oh, and, and it just propagates this like instant gratification and anybody that doesn't instantly yeah. succeed it really fail. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it creates this like this fear of failure because all you see is people's good moments, mm. and so you feel like you, oh, I, I'm I not act- having a good moment. I'm failing. I'm a failure, and that's not really true. I I mean I personally I try really hard to show 
Yeah, I'll so that's my life on my social media just because it's like yeah. that's you're not seeing who I am if you're only seeing me at my best. And I think it uh, it doesn't allow people to feel like not instantly succeeding is okay. If it's like right. you try yeah. something, you're like, oh, I suck at this, and they stop. Yeah, like, exactly. Nobody exactly. that ever succeeded at anything did that. And you know? I think I like so that's how I've I've felt about it, and that's the what I've tried to do um, with stuff online is just talk about like what I'm currently doing and then talk about things that haven't, I haven't been able to succeed. Like I've been trying to work on a specific um, jazz master tremolo that I want to make. That's different than what's out on the market. And I haven't been able to succeed. It's just been, constantly re-engineering and being like no there's too many flaws this is this is too flawed for me to release in any way shape or form i'm not even going to make a prototype it's it's a dumb idea and then i go back to the drawing board and i've talked about it and um so i think that's why to get back to the story i think that's why customers have been understanding is because of i don't pursue a persona of perfection instead i just show my humanity so people understand a human's creating mm -hmm, right. what what they're buying and it's like yeah your product will be done when i finish it because i'm a human and i have to do human things to it so like not dying of a hernia <laughs> right, right so it's like that's been really helpful in terms of you know um like uh especially with customers just understanding what you're doing and you know, rarely there's rarely do I have to delete a comment on it on Instagram of just someone being, you know, uh, some sort of swear word, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so you, you, right now you're doing, you're doing guitar. So last I looked at your, your, your mm. anyway, you're doing guitar yeah. and bass next and you offer a couple of cabs. Yep. Um, so, so I did. I regular stuff. Yeah. I, no one's. I, I'll probably take cabs down just because no one's ordered them. So I haven't. Um, I made one for a customer who specifically wanted me to make him one, and um, I put them up to offer. But people, I think the downside to cabs is unless you're near me, you got to pay shipping, and shipping is freight. So it's an extra three hundred bucks just to order. You know, right. what you yeah. want. So I think a lot of people order cabs locally or while they're on tour and tour isn't happening. So no one's coming through the area <laughs> to buy cabs. So um, it's, it's a, that's been its own thing. So yeah, it's m almost entirely guitar necks, bass necks. Um, I just added baritone necks and I'm just starting to consider dipping my toes into full guitars. So that's been the the big thing of what I've been designing all week, working on all week, or the past couple of months has been full guitar. That is super That's cool. Super cool. So I'm seeing some of your Instagram. Uh, you've got some mm -hmm. some CAD files up that are all your. Yes. That is like this is a, a a shape that you're creating out of aluminum. Uh so the, the so I, what I did to do full guitar and to help finance the machine that I needed to buy to go full-time, um, I offered people to basically be hand-in-hand -hand with me making the shape in the first place. So the shape I've been making has been for a customer who wants an acrylic 
guitar body, and then it's a neck-through aluminum with the Jazzmaster trem and Jazzmaster bridge. Mm. So we're gonna. So I got like I'm gonna do a mastery trem and bridge, and that gets bolted to the aluminum neck, and then the body is bolted to the aluminum neck as well, basically, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yep. So it's a little bit longer, kind of neck-through type. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So a a lot of neck, a lot of basically acrylic guitars that you see out there besides the um oh my god who made the one with the replaceable pickup oh you're thinking of uh, oh, ampeg the, M- uh, dan armstrong yes yeah. yeah they had dan armstrong so besides the dan armstrong the ones that are aluminum um the aluminum goes all the way through generally and the bridge bolts to the aluminum but they're all non-trem bridges they're all mm. just uh like yeah. a yeah. like a telly Right. kind of thing yeah it's always, um, it's always that like that hard tail yeah, yeah so I, I i i don't know if i pressured the customer or he was just receptive to my idea that i was like let's do the jazz master trim on it man it's gonna be so cool so i'm hoping that that's um that is you know super cool i mean yeah so not to make up his mind for him but <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty so that yeah um and you know and uh and just my brain immediately went oh well, if it fits a mastery it'll fit a descendant trim too <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it'll, fit, it'll fit that a jazz master it'll fit any <laughs> yeah, of those things i know yeah <laughs> and then uh it'll also take so i'll probably end up getting him a uh a hard tail like they make the little the plate that's basically a hard tail if you don't want a trim yep, yep. So it's like, yeah, all the options are there, which is nice because you could just take six bolts out and put a new one in. Cool. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool, man. Please don't stop making replacement necks because uh, I'm really turning. No, no, <laughs> no. Actually, so that's something that I haven't really talked about it, but really, I. So this is like because that customer helped me finance it is why this is getting built, and I will probably because I've done all this work. Obviously, putting them up for sale helps me make you know more money. But I think a lot of the stuff I want to do is offer the parts individually as opposed to a whole guitar together and still offer people basically parts, but it's not a replacement part. Now you could make your own body shape and just stick a neck through aluminum, you know, neck on it and Mm. build the body around it. So people can still do weird stuff, which I think is a lot of my customers like weird stuff. So... Well, you know, I think like I'm also I'm also like testing this idea at the uh, right now on you guys. <laughs> I, well, okay, I gotta be honest. I my brain goes like as far as the like the 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 longer neck through style design. I I have no predictions that way whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that's I mean, a little more out unless there. you had a, somebody that was CNCing bodies that had that CAD file that could like. Yeah, build yeah. the body. Yeah, so so uh, what I would do is for like, weirdness around yeah. that. You could, yeah. offer, I mean, you could also offer like body blanks for sale that yeah. are, you know, with the yeah, pockets so there. But yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and then if that if that is an option for people, I think it could potentially do really well. I wonder if they're making their own. Um, that would intimidate a lot of people. I think so. It'd be yeah, builders I, only. It's definitely for advanced people only. But the thing is that most 
other people won't sell them. They're like, oh, it's made to fit or like whatever. It's made for the specific guitar. And I'm like, well, if you give me enough information, I could probably blast out just the neck and hand it over. Right. Or if you want just my body shape that I'm doing for this guitar with a bolt-on construction, like I'll, I'll figure it out and we'll, we'll sell you, you know, yeah, make it you for you. You can sign it once, right? Once you've designed right. it, you've, you've got, got the it. file and it's set. Exactly. So it's been one of those things that I'm trying to make sure that I don't, you know, wedge myself out of my own market or something, you know, like it's a lot of like trying to think 14 steps ahead. And then you go like, am I wasting my time thinking 14 steps ahead? No, I think, you know, don't get too lost in it, but I think it's a good (laughs) instinct. I mean, I think your, your starting point is very strong making Mm -hmm. replacement necks with a strat and or telly style pocket. Yeah, yeah, that's just a no-brainer. Right? You, you as as soon as you're in the parts caster market, there's an audience. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Which so is... yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm excited. That shape is really, really exciting. It's got like some. It's a kind of a half carved top. Uh, double cut. Kind, yeah, double mm-hmm. cut with a really far back cut, yep. but it still has the curves that come into the neck, which is very. Most other aluminum guitars have this like flat stop that I find very unattractive to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just been like playing with the style. It's got a little bit of the Seeger um, where the horns are flat instead of horned. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you've ever okay. seen Seeger guitars. So like, I liked that. Um, it's got a little bit of this like bottom fat lip. That's reminiscent of the EGC model two, but different and so it's i'm like i'm very happy with the shape that i've made with this customer it looks like a shape that already exists but it doesn't so that's exact i'm like mm. okay that's where i want to be i want to not i don't want to look bizarre you want to be I familiar look, but new yeah exactly and it's like that's a hard that is game a hard to thing to do man yeah so yeah there was there was uh there's 11 cad files on my computer of like different progressions through that shape and then this customer being like, what if you A, B, and C? And I'm like, I'll do B and C, but instead of A, let's do D. And like we <laughs> shaped it together and it was this, you know, going back and forth and it would take a week. I would send him new pictures and he was like, okay, yes and no. And we would go through it. So it's been a game. No well, doubt. I think that's cool, man. And oh, what an experience for that customer. That's a really, that's a cool, <laughs> like really, it really is a cool yeah. experience to be like, yeah, not only do I have this amazing custom guitar and it's the first one that's ever existed like this but i helped design it yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's basically designer. like a sick it's a signature model without being a signature of like being like oh i have to try to sell these or something yeah, like that like you know, no like others will no. get out there in the world but they're going to be the person who's, who gets really like yeah i was 50 percent of that design team yes yep. i was yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you're playing basically my guitar which is yeah that's kind of a <laughs> And I mean, there's there's cool aspects to being able to design or not design, but to be able to be involved in the build process and like choosing your options and all the things. Um, yeah. Because you know, I've I've got a a couple well, one custom built guitar of, that I was like literally got to pick everything out by hand, and then yeah. I've got another one coming um, <clears throat> that is really similar, but I'm not even going to get to be anywhere near that when it happens so it's like i won't see that guitar i won't be any of the design elements it's like i get to pick the things that i want but yep i I would i would say to be 
kind of ground zero yeah mixing and matching elements that you want and then to have that guitar be yours to own with any successors or anything that comes after it to be sold to the public is that's just that's wild man that would be so cool yeah yeah what a rewarding thing yeah yeah i had so two people i have two people that i'm doing that with and i'm 90 percent done with the first one and that'll be the first model and then i have a second one and he wants a, a jazz master shape. So we're going to do that. And he wants an aluminum body. So I'll have like both body styles of acrylic and aluminum. And then I'll probably make a third one out of wood just to show that I can. Yeah. yeah. So, so, <laughs> so like, people know oh, it's man, an option. An aluminum body jazz master solid body. That's going to be a hefty. Uh... Wow. Oh, no. Yeah. All aluminum guitars are hollow in the in the center it's the solid oh, okay. it would be like 45 pounds yeah, or something well, like that's that what i was thinking i was that. like i don't think i've ever seen a solid body aluminum anything because no it's yeah just... they're all secretly hollow so they're yeah. like even if they chambered look solid. or like is it two pieces that you then you gotta yeah held and, and... Gotta be at least two pieces they're all screwed but yeah it's almost it's almost always two pieces some are two pieces where it's just a back plate goes on and some are two pieces with a seam down the center well yeah, down the center. So it depends you, on what um, you want. Have you kind of decided which way you want to lean on that, or are you still kind of just it's up in the air? I think I'm gonna do a seam because I want to do a tummy cut, a tummy curve, and mm-hmm. an arm curve. And seam is to, probably seems seems the way to do that. that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do a tummy curve unless you do. So someone has done a tummy curve with a back plate but they did it basically by chambering the tummy curve and those chambers are exposed. You can just see them. Okay. It's so a very, okay, yeah, I yeah. guess in my mind, I was thinking you'd do your, your back plate would just go around the tummy contour and that part that, wouldn't be chambered. It'd be yeah, solid. It would yeah. be solid there. But Yeah. It's just too much weight. You're talking about like a five, six pound sacrifice. And it's like, Nope, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta save weight where you can. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Let's, Bring back to the custom guitar that's coming from Denmark. Like this thing weighs like four and a half pounds. Like, Oof, like that's it's, awesome. It's so light. So I mean, yeah. I yep. I can imagine trying to cut. Is that cut more? Wa- yeah, more guitars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I I was like, if you said you said the weight that I know who you is building your guitar. <laughs> yeah, well, <I> think, <laughs> we've also like the last four episodes talked a lot about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not like really a uh, it weighs the same as an SG. Like, okay, so it's more. Got yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but actually, and uh, the. Uh, but uh, yeah, back to what I was trying to say. There was like trying to cut weight in something that is just inherently heavy has got to be really tough, and still keep it functioning, resonating, and doing the job. Yeah, Man, I, like I think the, the amount of CAD time you must spend. Is just I think you're, yeah, that's uh, uh, another builder. I I put up the image of the body, and another builder sent me a DM, and he was like, "I want to know how many hours are in that file. I just <laughs> I want to know the hour count." And I'm like, "It doesn't log it, thank God, because it's gonna be in the thousands." Or yeah, it's like gonna that. be a lot. You know, yeah. I I've I've looked at a lot of like Trusart guitars, and uh, I I often wonder, like, you know, back when he was just a one man operation. Because he's got a team now. Mm. Like, how many hours did it take to <laughs> to get that going? Because some of his guitars, you know, they put a lot of work in those tops and stuff. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's a real interesting 
Yeah, it's it's. Dang. We were talking. Another uh, neck builder was talking, and he was like, "Man, we need to like if we could change the market, we should be offering these at like fifty percent more expensive than they are." to pay for all that CAD time. And I'm like, sure it's the same with pedal builders where like oh, yeah. The dev until, until, time, yeah. yeah, until they explode and they're actually putting out thousands of pedals. It's like, yeah, if I divide the dev time over a hundred pedals, these should still be $50 more expensive than what I'm charging. Just we're, we're good buddies with Kevin Schoen and he does all his pedals in, in uh, the time. Used, yeah. Know, boxes made out of used skateboards. That's what he, his enclosures are. And that poor daft monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. You can, ju you can just say idiot. That's fine, I think. <laughs> no, he's, I, a, he's, he's a, a lovely idiot. He's a I, genius. I love but... the guy. He does absolutely. No, like a very work. smart idiot. Yeah. <laughs> his commitment to his art is is yeah. amazing because those stupid enclosures, he's 20, 25 hours into those things yeah. before he even thinks about what pedal guts are going in it. Like, it's. Yeah. That's, crazy. That's a lot of work. Yeah, and then he's trying to sell these things for you know what are incredibly reasonable prices, and uh, a lot of you know because I help him with his web shop. They're and insanely stuff. Pre reasonable prices, even at they're normal in, pedal. Prices. At a normal pedal, I know. not like <laughs> not like a boutique like I know, pedal. I know. It, it, and then every crazy. once in a while he'll get a comment from somebody like, "Why are these so expensive?" It's like. Go drown in a river, please. Just, <laughs> yeah. just remove yeah. yourself. Just remove your eyeballs and climb into a bucket of water. Humanity's gene pool. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, every so often you just get, I mean, that's, I think that's the same in every industry. I'm sure the, the Apple store deals with the same thing as someone walking in and being like, oh, I want the cheapest phone. And they say the price and they go, oh, well, that's not cheap enough. And they go, okay. Like that's the price of the product at the end of the day. Like there's a, <laughs> we did the research and that's the price and we understand it's going to turn some customers away. And I, I understand the same thing. Like I'm always trying to think of something that I can make that's way smaller that can be a, of a cheaper price point. So I know people that like don't want to spend $750 on a guitar neck could buy something else and still support my company. But at the end of the day, I'm like, this is what I charge. This is what I make. If you want to see the process, here's what it is. There's a reason the price is what it is, you know, and Absolutely. it comes. Yeah. I got to be honest. I almost correctly guessed your prices before I ever looked at them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With yeah. the next. It's, it's been the industry standard for a little bit. So, like, everyone's kind of stabilized a little bit around that price, 750 to 800 and then 800 to 850 for base necks. And um, it's been a little bit stable. So, it's nice that the no one – like we haven't had say a boss come in and just undercut the entire thing with like a $400 Chinese knockoff mm. yet. I, I so, don't think you will. To be the market's too small. It's too niche. Yeah. I'm not really scared about it, but I mean, it is, uh, you know, I do, I don't, I don't think about it daily, but I have thought about it's it. Not it's not yeah, impossible. It's not impossible. Exactly. I think what's more likely is, well, I mean, it's art. There, there's already companies doing that with wooden necks. Mm -hmm. Every, mm -hmm. you know, that's where that market is. I think. Yeah. If somebody were to come along and do it, I think the only way it could be done is clearly from China, or or a somebody, mass somebody manufacturing, with a mass state, manufacturing yeah. thing. And to be honest, I they would have to be in an existing factory. Any of those clone yes, companies, yes, exactly. How many clones have do you see that factory? Yeah, mm -hmm. The clone and, is clearly coming out of like the Epiphone factory. Somebody's pulling yeah. a night shift that doesn't exist or something. Right. Yep. 
Yep. And, and there's uh, no there's no way there's no factories for aluminum guitars in the first place. So it's yeah. like it doesn't it's not, I don't think it's going to exist. No, um, no I, I don't think so either. I you know what if you were making the Dan Armstrong style plexiglass guitars, there are companies doing that. Yeah. Yes. That's the crazy thing. That is just mainstream enough it happens. Yep. But what you're well, they were just famous exist. enough. They were just yeah. famous enough that, yeah. like, you know, um, what's his name in Foo Fighters played one forever. Well, Grohl, yeah, he had one yeah. for a while. Well, but I mean, I think even before that, right? Like, that's a Stones guitar. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like, and then like for aluminum guitars, Jerry Garcia played one for like one year, and that's like, <laughs> what, and then like, was it a Travis Bean? Yeah, and then yeah. there's like, sh- and then there's shellac, and like that's our level of fame is like, <laughs> yeah, dude, Steve I Albini. really like shellac. Yeah, <laughs> I love Steve Albini, man. He's, <laughs> I don't even think he was using those things in garbage. I have no idea. I have no I, idea. I think it, I, I could be wrong. He, he, and I might be wrong. I've been wrong a lot of times on this show, <laughs> but somebody can correct me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Yeah, no, I, I don't think you're quite in danger of that. If it ever does happen, my my other bet is that it'll be like a uh, blip. just utterly crap metal. Yeah, and it'll yes. be chrome plated. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Somebody will let get me it and just let me like, touch oh, on the gosh. the quote unquote finish of some chrome. This is not that, dude. Your necks are so clear, mm-hmm. like holy crap, dude. CAD file aside. The amount of finish time, oh yeah, that you must yeah. put into these is absurd. I'm looking at yeah, a, it is, at a it, file or at a at a photo here, and like you can yeah. see the ceiling and the light bulb and like everything in your I, workshop in that photo. <laughs> my minor grievance: taking a photo of a polished aluminum guitar neck is taking a photo of whatever's around you and not the object <laughs> itself. It is yeah. super super annoying. Yeah, no doubt. It's, I, I gotta say, man, the flat finish bass neck you put out. Dig uh, it. I think your last yeah. thing, on your last Instagram post. Oh, slap me and marry me, because good <laughs> lord, there that it is, thing is folks. Attractive. The actual first marriage proposal on the culture well, to the bass <laughs> neck, not to Alex. <laughs> oh man, oh, yeah, so hot. Oh, yeah. Dude. It is so really good. Yeah, I like the flat finish, and I've even had some customers do like a mirror finish on the fretboard and then flat where everywhere else, or like some combination. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of finish time. Like I would say it's uh the flat finish has least... gotta be at least as much as the mirror though. Like to make a flat for, finish for cons- finish time, yeah, consistent is tough. It's it's tough, but I'm I'm it's tough, but mirror is significantly tougher. Oh, okay. And by that I mean the the materials that you have to use and the amount of mess that you make. Yeah, how much jewelers like, polish are you going through in a <laughs> I'm using yeah, so it's like um so like when I do for flat finish, it's two twenty to four hundred to six hundred to a hand a hand uh uh, minor polish that I just put on there to like clean up everything I just did. Whereas mirror is 220 to 400 to 600 to heavy cup uh, polish to finishing polish to a um, billet <laughs> buffing pad. Oh my God. Oh man. And then after all that's done, I have to go take a shower from all the stuff that just sprayed on me. <laughs> yeah, Your hands must have like wax gloves on them after that. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah so, Oh, yeah, boy. it's like it, it's one of those things that's just so like the the polish I charge twenty five dollars more for all that additional 
And it's like, cool. So at least I paid for the time that I had to put into for that. Really? Um, $25 pays for all that time. I got 25 bucks. I will get you to do an unholy amount of labor around my place. If that's all it takes. Yeah. I mean, it's for my company, not yours. Yeah. But that's what I I want. I want to pay you for your company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's oh, I see. I see what you did there. Um, But yeah, so that, I mean, it's, both have been nice and um yeah i will say that the like sanding time is like seven hours of a build is sanding and it's like wow yeah when you add up the time it's like it's kind of crazy so it it you know it can go fast and you just you know you get through it but you put a podcast on the headphones and you just you know Hey, do uh, you do yeah, the work? We, we do a We've podcast. Got, oh gosh, have we got the thing? For <laughs> what? <me? laughs> What's the name of your podcast? Oh, the Guitar Nerds. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> sixty cycle hum. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. <laughs> we'll get you through at least two polish jobs, anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like forty-five episodes, man. We can get him through at least three next. Okay. Get me through at least. Yeah, but he's not. Work. Yeah, <laughs> he's just fast forwards through all the time you're talking though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna guess the last thing he touches while he's polishing. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Alex. Is your phone the last thing I touch? Yeah, because yeah. your hands, hands got to be covered and, and stuff. Oh yeah, but I mean, I'm still like, well, I gotta take the photo now. I got, I can't wait. Uh, oh, the okay. photo, it's per- so I am wrong. So you. Okay. It's not the oh, first time. Uh, yeah, but like my phone. That's why, like every so often, I'll I'll put up photos, and then I realize on Instagram that it's like a very blurry photo, like it's oil greased lens. And I'm like, man, I should have, <laughs> I should have really cleaned that off with a rag before I took the photo, because it looks like I. It's an old timey photo from 1940s, as opposed to like a future phone that actually could do that. A future phone. Awesome. Yeah, it's a space phone. It goes to space and back. <laughs> I want one of those. Forget the aluminum neck. Yeah. Kicking this garbage can like you gotta, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna make a mess again, man. Um, so the baritone next. How did that come about? Was that a desire on your end, or did you have a customer go, "Hey, dude, I need a thing," and that became a product? Um, both. I I well, so minor grievance about my own jeans is I have a, um, a bent pinky that bends like inward towards my hand. It's hard to explain, but, uh, my pinky bends inward. So baritone would actually be worse for me than a regular guitar neck. Cause I would be able to reach less chords than I more normal people can. It's very hard to explain, but no, some cards are chords are hard for me to reach, but I knew for the company that I really wanted to do it. It's a huge, like, part of the market and um i had a lot of requests to do it similarly i have requests for long scale basses short scale guitar necks five string basses seven string guitar necks like the request line just kind of is stacked of what people want um but also what i've in my research of what people want versus what they'll buy it's usually a 10 to 1 ratio like every 10 Every 10 people that request something, one will buy it. So there was enough baritone requests that it was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. And I sat down at the computer for like 12 hours, finished the design, put it up online. and was like, let's, let's make these. 
12 hours come on man i i've used photoshop you just take the picture <laughs> you just photoshop it. that it's yours <laughs> stretch it out a little bit <laughs> 30 minutes tops yep <laughs> it's a quick it's a quick job in gimp yeah yeah <laughs> Killing me, kid. <laughs> Casper's over there, just like, oh my gosh, I've made a mistake. Uh. But yeah, that's that's kind of how that happened. It's just enough people, you know, bugged me about it, and um, it just seemed like the right time to launch it. So, pulled well, the trigger on finalizing it. I think that's great. I, you know, the aluminum. I, I mean, I, there obviously there's there's more market out there than this, but a strong aluminum neck fan base that i've noticed out there is the heavier music mm. uh fans seem to really dig them. yep and uh yes so a baritone one is just, is definitely like yeah i think that would have that would have come eventually for sure yeah and and weirdly i when i got into it it was i'm in heavy music i play like um post-metal kind of stuff and the reason i wanted to get into it wasn't because of other people in the genre using it because it's like Aaron Turner uses it and uh, um, King Buzzo uses one. But I wanted to use it because of their indestructibility because of just how wild tour and stages and people are. That I was just like, I don't like the idea of a thin wooden neck with a steel rod going through it for support lasting you know, a month in the back of a trailer. It just didn't seem... Well, there's these... It's, a lot of people use these newfangled things called cases. Oh, you're going to talk about... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. No, you put it... You, had you put the neck coming. through the hole in the drum case. <laughs> that's, that's not metal, Alan. <laughs> no, I but no, do, it's just... I did do a tour once as a young man, and we, we were on tour with this, like, thrash metal punk outfit. And at mm-hmm. the end of the show, these guys lived out all of my worst nightmares. The, the, <laughs> the end of the show, they just cranked open the back doors on their Econoline. And from like 12 feet away, chucked their gear in. And I mean chucked. Oh, my God. Like yeah. kick drum. Yeah. Huh, snare. Huh, 412. <laughs> like just everything. And the guitars got chucked in last. It looked like gear was about to be shot out of a cannon when they were done oh. it was just like this the the butt end of a flying v poking up kind of all askew in the top corner and the you know like, and you're making me think of uh the specific <laughs> thing in uh what is that uh uh pirates of the caribbean where they put all the forks yeah. and spoons yeah. into oh, the man. cannon yeah, that, that was that, a thing it was like that but full scale with music gear it was just like the hardware was poking out of weird places and nightmare like the hi-hat nightmare. stand that they had they were like it doesn't work we were like why how do you break a hi-hat stand <laughs> after watching them and then you're like oh i saw oh. i know exactly how you break <laughs> yeah. A hi-hat stand. How, yeah how do you even have drum skins left like that was my bigger question uh it was just yeah anyway sorry i'm just being an, an annoying tool at this point and i cut you off what were you gonna say what was i gonna say i don't know mm. no i was just I, I think we were talking about um why, the, why, like, I wanted to do one because it's just an indestructible. And it just, that's where, like, I, I guess I, the point I was making is just, um, it is in heavy music, but I also think, like, there is a, a point for people that are, um, play, play 
wilder sets like um there's a band called the chariot and uh they were the first one of the first bands to work with black market custom and i don't know if you've ever seen a show it's definitely a thing worth looking up on youtube if you ever want to see like how wild a show can be because they basically invite the crowd up on stage and then most of the time the bassist's bass isn't in his hands it's just up in the air flying and it's just a wild band that's just about kind of creating chaos <laughs> and they usually end every show with like all the gear tipped over the drums are completely disassembled they take like the drums away from the drummer and then like somebody's on top of the guitar cab surfing his guitar it's just like wild stuff and black market started because they made cabs for them with you know do you remember when mesa made those steel great fronted cabs mm. That like you couldn't punch through the the <laughs> grill cloth because yeah, it was yeah, yeah. steel. <laughs> yeah, so Peavy was a big uh, maker of those uh, for a while. All yeah, four twelves had them. So the, the original cabs that we made for them were those behind a grill cloth, so it looked like a regular grill, but they couldn't put their guitar neck through the speaker. And it was like, like we solved the chariot problem. And that's where like where I wanted to, to get to with guitars. It's like, I don't want, I where I'm like, I want a guitar that if the chariot were to have it, they couldn't, they could break the tuning machines and that's it. That's all I want them to be able to break. Cool. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you're putting uh spurtles on all your necks, the, those are pretty hard to break. So, mm -hmm. mm. Yep, that's what I've been using, yeah. Crazy. Dude, um, I always hate this part, but we are way over, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to cut it down. Darn um, that JHS 3 Series took I up know, so much was, time. That was, <laughs> thanks a lot, Casper. Um, <clears throat> no, it's been it's been real awesome having you, man. I'm, I'm really glad you came on. I was super excited to, to get you on because you're, you're just doing such – unique stuff and uh yeah i love it so. thanks man yeah and invite me back anytime i'll come on and shoot, oh no no shoot no, no. once <laughs> <the shucks. laughs> yeah. uh no but thank you thank you for having me it's a uh it's an honor to you know talk about cool guitar stuff and you know um that's just fun so yeah, yeah. it was it was a pleasure and we'll definitely yeah. definitely have to have you back on sometime and uh as usual to our listeners uh thank you you know thanks for hanging out and listening so We'll see you. Oh, uh, before we get off, actually, sorry. Um, where where can people best find you? What's your what's the, the places to best reach you at? Uh, everything's Robot Graves. Uh, it's the, the uh, you, robotgraves.com, at Robot Graves. That's Twitter, Instagram. Everything's just been that. Okay. Um, Wait, what was what's the story so, behind Robot Graves? Oh, oh, now you ask. Man, that's like that's like it's uh, like 40 minutes of chat. Yeah, come well, on. I, yeah. Uh, I got to come on. One no, last minute question. Uh, it was just uh I think it was college and I was like what if robots were respected enough like humans that like it, robots we respected them and then when they like do robots die and if they died would we bury them? Would we recycle them? Would there be graves for robots? Or like would that I don't know what robots would feel about other robots dying. Their their humor uh, could be a sweet baritone guitar neck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And... But yeah, that's like I that's a name, that's a handle. I just used my internet handle when I made my company. So it was okay. like 
<laughs> I was trying to come up with a company name for like two months, and I was like, I'm just gonna use my internet handle. That's why I haven't separated my like my Instagram is my personal Instagram and my company at the same time. And I think that's that's that same peering into like me as a human as opposed to just a company face with no humanity. Oh, I love it. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you. I'm sorry. I just attacked that on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's dude, a good, it's a fair question, man. Again, so much, so much more I want to talk about with you, but we can't um, this time anyway. Um, so thank you so much for hanging out with us and coming on the show. Thanks for listening, listeners. And uh, without any further ceremony, we out. Mm-hmm.